When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of Behind the Steel Curtain for another Steelers preview podcast. We're getting you ready for the Week 15 game, Steelers and Panthers on the road again. Uh, Let's bring Brian Davis in. What's up, Brian? I've got Carolina on my mind, Jeff and Dave. Mm, Well, Jimmy Taylor, I like that. like that a lot. Dave, what's up? I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) Can never go wrong with that response. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the upcoming game. But before we get to the upcoming game, I want to ask you all just a general a general thought question, and it could be different for everyone. After the loss to the Ravens, where's your mind right now at the final four games of the season, Brian? I want to start with you. Just improve, get better. You know, find who you are and move forward with it. Hmm. Okay. Have you? Are you still playoff hopeful or are you succumb to the, uh, I guess, the realization that it's very unlikely? I've come to the real the realization that it's very unlikely. However, I'm one of those that, that really think that right now you press hard for that best record that you could possibly get. And right now it is, you know, nine and eight. Yeah. All right, Dave, what about you? Where's your mind right now with the final four games? Well, if you have an hour and 10 minutes, I can re- I can just repeat the entire Scobro show. I can give you, I'll, I'll give you the, 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 the cliff version. notes. <laughs> now it's because I, I'd let up with this for weeks now that the Steelers had a chance to get to the point where if they could beat the Ravens at home, it was going to be the, the the turning point of where their season was going to go. They had to go three and one in the third quarter at least, and they did. And then you get to the Ravens game, and if you find a way to win, then that changes everything of what the last four games is going to be versus what it was if they lost. And in my opinion, that meant that now you're looking to build everything you can to and and it's not uh, the one phrase that I can't stand is well you, well we might as well see what they can do I, I it's not that far but the thing is within what you're doing you have to 
um, be able to to give one last final evaluation of things going forward when it comes to free agency, when it comes to players that you know are you going to are you even going to release a player, things like that, that um, you have to assess overall individually and collectively what's going on with the with with all three units in order to see what what can be what needs improved because it needs replaced and what needs improved because what you have needs to it can still get the job done but still needs to improve all of it moving forward and rolling into 2023 and the reason i bring this up is that terrell austin spoke with the media today on thursday and he said this quote we're in the business to win games not to see who will be on varsity next year end quote yeah and i thought that was very poignant and People need to remember that you know, Terrell Austin, this isn't Dick LeBeau that we're talking about. Like the, He's still coaching for his coaching life, if you want to put it that way. Um, there's no guarantee that he's safe um, if the defense continues to regress or, or things like that. I think a lot of fans will say, like, hey, you can throw guys out there, see what you have. Mm. Coaches aren't thinking that, you know? No. But if you were to make a few changes, let me just let's throw this out there. Going at starting in week 15, if you were to make some slight changes, offensively, defensively, doesn't matter. What would be some changes that you would make that you would want to see that maybe with the Steelers now kind of on the definitely on the outside looking in that they might say, well, yeah, that's a good time to give it a shot. Brian, what, what would be a change? Really, the only thing I want to see is the defensive line, and we know we're going to see a change because Chris Wormley's not there. There's going to be some more opportunities for some other guys to play with. Uh, you know, it's a shame that he's out, but there's going to be some more opportunities. But really, I don't know of anybody that I'm really saying that throw in there. Okay. No, and I, defensive line's a good a good point. What about you, David? Are there any minor tweaks that you would consider? Um, you might want to even consider with let's use Brian's example of the of the defensive line. Maybe you want to consider who you pair up to be on the field at the same time. Something uh, something of that nature. If you want to look at you know, can something else draw out a strength in one player or, co- or and cover a weakness of another? Something of that of that nature. And you know, it's going to be frustrating if you find something that works really well that you just didn't find earlier in the season. But now it's also you you don't want to necessarily always make a big chance of doing something big that could cost you. But now it's like, well, just try it for a little bit. Um, I, I would like to see some more evaluation going on at the cornerback position to see what the Steelers are going there moving forward. I think that's a big one that you really need to evaluate. You've got Cam Sutton. Um, he's going to cost a decent chunk of change next year because he's the last guy left that they used void years on that still was under contract when they had to do that because the salary cap going down. They have a chance if they sign him right away as soon as the season's done that it wouldn't all come due next year. But chances are it's going to all come due next year, which is going to make that tougher. Maybe give him some assignments to see can he be the guy that's really worth bringing back. Maybe do something, um, just maybe change up the responsibilities or something with Levi Wallace to say, hey, what what can he be? Or is he is he the guy that's the number two um, that that but just needs a number one to be there, and he's going to be that number two guy? Or maybe even get a game or two at the end of the season with William Jackson, the third, and you didn't, 
just pay him $2.77 million to sit on IR. Now, remember, <laughs> people were upset. He came back and practiced for the Steelers during the bye and got hurt in practice. So he came back enough to pass the physical, go out and practice a time or two, and then get hurt. So there, there was that. But that's one specific spot I would, I would look at. Play George Pickens more. <laughs> Like that, that's one of the simplest things that the offense could do. Less Gunnar Olszewski, more George Pickens. If you're going to do jet sweeps, put Steven Sims out there. I don't even need to see Miles Boykin play George Pickens more. Like that's the one thing that I would love to see the Steelers do offensively that is not going to rock the boat. It's not going to be a huge change in schematics or your overall plan. And it will only benefit the offense one way or another, whether it's getting him more targets, hopefully after what five in the last two games, uh, or it's going to get him valuable experience and he's going to get to learn on the job rather than standing on the sidelines in critical moments. I know Pickens plays a significant amount. I think he can play more. I think that he can play more and I'd like to see him play more. Uh, I want to ask you all about the quarterback situation. I'm not going to run this into the injury report just yet. I want to ask you more specifically about Deontay Johnson coming out on Thursday and saying straight up that he would. And I, I think this is under the assumption that if Kenny Pickett can't play, who would you want to see? That was the question. And he said, I want to see Mason Rudolph. That, that's my guy. Brian, when you heard that, and I shared that in the uh, random channel of our Slack channel, what did you think? Well, I'm going to go ahead and steal your editorial. I don't think he gets it. I just don't think this guy thinks before he opens his mouth. Look, I have no problem with him wanting, you know, saying that, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph deserves a chance, but that is, uh, that is just completely throwing other quarterbacks under the bus. If you ask me, the question wasn't if, was the question if Kenny Pickett can go, I think that was under the assumption he was talking about Mason Rudolph and they said, you know, would you like to see him start or would you like to see him play? And he was, he basically said, yeah, like I'd like, I'd like to see him. I actually wrote it. I actually listened to it more than once and I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> well, it just seems that this guy, no, but you mean Deontay Johnson's not overly captivating with his, with his talk, Jeff. Sorry, Brian. No, I just can't remember. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Mitch Trubisky came into the game, he was targeting Deontay Johnson like crazy. And I just thought, you know, at that point, that's kind of what you need to say is like, hey, look, I just want the best opportunity for this team to win. I don't think you go ahead and pick a guy in that situation. I just don't like anything that he says right now coming out of his mouth because I think he has sour grapes from the contract situation, the offseason, and... I feel like he, even though he got the contract, it seems like he's got a burr and I just don't understand what the situation is. And he doesn't say much that's good. And remember he had a little squabble with uh, Mitch Trubisky right before Mitch got benched at halftime of the New York Jets game. Yeah. So I'm thinking that this guy's holding a grudge. He's playing favorites. And I just don't think that that's something you really need to do. I totally forgot about this, the skirmish at half. Yeah, I forgot I about too. <laughs> Dave, what are your thoughts on Deontay Johnson's? Comment? Yeah, that, that, that kind of changes things a little bit when you think of it that way. But I mean, Deontay Johnson has been teammates with Mason Rudolph the whole time. 
So this is a guy that he's he's probably caught more passes from him than anybody else on the roster. I'm not talking about in games. I'm just talking about in practice and everything else. I'm talking about practice. So it th- th- that's just one of those things that – so Mason might be his guy. Obviously, I don't think Mitch is his guy from what we've heard from before. So is it Deontay saying something because he wanted to stand up for his guy when it would have been better to give the stock answer? That very well could be it. Most likely that's what it is. Or – Deontay Johnson sees what they're doing, knows what the Steelers are going to do, and is staying ahead of the curb to say, I had his back from the beginning because he knows Mason Rudolph is going to be the guy that goes if Kenny doesn't. And even if Kenny is cleared, are they going to make the decision, well, he hasn't been able to do enough work this week that we don't know that we want to have him start because he just hasn't got the reps in. You know, there could be a lot of things going on here that, We'll find out more probably by Sunday that gives us a better answer. He's dense is what I think. I mean, he's he literally just, he's, <laughs> he had no reason to say it. He would no, have been better off not saying it. He's completely tone deaf is what it is. And I'm not talking about Tony Defio. I'm talking about <laughs> him being completely <laughs> deaf to the narratives that are out there. And he hears it. He's one of those guys. Like I don't listen to the fans. Yes, you do. You block all these people on Twitter. And then you say publicly, you know, I don't care what they say. They're going to show up no matter what. That tells me you listen. You care. That's fine if you care. Just don't lie about it. Why would you not just give a stock answer here? That's what I don't understand. Why don't you just say, you know what? I'm cool with whatever quarterback they throw out there. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to get open. Hopefully they can give me the, the, throw me the football. And hopefully I'll be able to make a play. Like That's what I want him to say. And instead he has to say, Mason's my guy, man. You know, like I'm, I'm hoping he gets a shot. Like, come on, man. I, I just don't like it. Brian, what were you going to say? You know, it, it's time that they hire an interview coordinator and an interview consultant. And his name is Dave Schofield. <laughs> Dave answers would be perfect in the yeah. situation like this. I would hate him though. <laughs> you know, the articles I would write like, again, player, yeah, player, waffles, player waffles again. You, player no, will no, not no. You, you hate the answer, <laughs> but then when they don't do the answer, you're mad at them for not doing that answer. It, it never can satisfy you. Me? No, I'm never. Yeah. No. When oh man, comes- they're just giving a stock answer. And then they give an answer like, oh my goodness, why wouldn't they just give a stock answer? Well, yeah, no, yeah, I, I you're sound like Steelers fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I play both sides of the fence with. I'm more with that stuff than I am with the team. Like the way they actually perform, like it's it is what it is. But the, the little things like that, how the Steelers organization can't get depth charts right and injury reports right, like that that fires me up too. We'll get to the injury reports in a second. Uh, but still, okay, let's talk about the title here, and that is kind of what what we've been talking about a little bit, and that is week fifteen. Is there anything that you're looking for in particular that you can glean from this football team? It could be an individual. It could be a specific group. It could be a specific area of the team. Is there anything that you look for in particular, Brian? Passion is number one. I'm looking to see who still has passion when they're almost eliminated. That's going to tell me a lot. The other thing I'm looking for is your answer earlier. Get George Pickens the ball. I didn't say that earlier, but yeah. I mean, it's going to tell us whether they're fooling around or whether they have the ability to make this guy a the guy that's going to kill you each and every game. The guy that, that fantasy players 
line up to get like they did Cooper Cup this year. You know, you know what I mean? It's the for him to be the guy. And I think it's time you start making him that guy. All right, Dave, what about you? Play hard. Mm. <laughs> Not the best color man of the game for nothing. Yeah, know? there he is. Uh, no, I mean, th- th- just give giving maximum effort showing that you are doing everything you need to do and not just on the field in your preparation, be professional. Always don't lose your professionalism. But once, once the team, if, and when the team is mathematically eliminated, which is going to be tough because the Steelers haven't, you know, I've read today that since 2003, they've only had one game, right? One regular season game that they played that they've been a math that they were mathematically eliminated. They have, there's an opportunity that there'll be multiple ones this year, depending on how things play out. So be a professional, continue to work hard, continue to show what you can do, show that it's that, that you are a professional and that that's your worth. You're part of the rebuild. There's some validity to that based on the fact that you read reports from multiple sources saying that after the Ravens loss in week 14, that locker room was just like stunned silence, you know, coming off two wins in a row, the way they lose the football game. Yeah. I think they saw the writing on the wall. It was, it was now or never. And obviously it was the latter. So I I think that's a, you say play hard all the time. We make fun of that, but still, there, yeah. I mean, who's gonna go? Who's gonna get in the game and say, you know what? Even if this game is meaningless, I want to go out there and perform well and be a professional. I like that attitude. That's the uh, same and, as passion, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's for the coaching staff. And Matt Canada is coaching for his freaking career right now. And then if he doesn't see that, he is as tone deaf as Deontay Johnson is. And I, like I said earlier, when I brought up the quote from uh, Terrell Austin, I don't think he's safe either. Because the Steelers, if they, if there's anything they've learned from this season, is that the status quo isn't always going to be good enough. Going out and getting some free agents here and free agents there and, and maybe bringing in this coach or doing this, that, whatever. It's not always going to be good enough. And so I think that these coaches are going to have to really, maybe they have to dive into the old bag of tricks a little bit. And, and I'm not saying double reverse flea flickers, please, Lord, not with this offense, but still uh, just thinking outside the box a little bit like we like talked using about the jumbo package and having a way to 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 successfully throw the ball when you know or yeah. or doing a personal package where you run 95% of the time and actually dip that number down to 60% of the time right yeah something like that <laughs> this is just a good example all right let's get a super chat up here before we lose it uh captain underpants our friend Brian Haynes he says gives us five dollars he said I just wanted to say I'm glad to get in uh, get to be in here he's talking about the live chat tonight I think that the offense is going to show out this week I think DJ George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth score hashtag RODC that would be the ride or die crew thank you captain underpants for the tip appreciate it welcome good glad to see to you see back you. yeah for sure good to see you back uh, all right, the quarterback position. That's what everyone wants to mm-hmm. talk about, and it all stems from the injury report. Dave, are you ready with the injury report? I am ready with the injury report. All right, fire at will. Well, um, apparently a player status for the day is still knee. Oh, wait, but that was for the Panthers. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, this is ridiculous that this that they still can't get it right. But uh, there was three players added to the list today, one of which Cam Hayward Thursday didn't practice coach's decision. That's – 
been the status quo for a while now. So nothing to see here move along. The other two were Josh Jackson, cornerback ankle, didn't practice. He's been a healthy scratch for the last several weeks. Um, but the other one's Deontay Johnson with that hip again. Wasn't listed yesterday that, you know, oh, he still has the hip, but he was a full participant. Just wasn't listed. Then he comes back, didn't practice today. Um, they would have had a chance to say that that was um, a coach's decision, but they didn't. The big one, Kenny Pickett, limited again today, limited yesterday. I'll come back to that because I want to I say something about that, but I want to give you everything else. Cam Sutton um, had a stinger on Wednesday that was limited. He was full. That tells me he had to take a few plays off while they looked at him on Wednesday was likely the case, not that it was something that knocked him out for the rest of practice. Uh, Najee Harris, after not practicing on Wednesday with a hip injury, that changed to something different, was back as a full. Uh, Miles Jack, that changed to a different injury this week. It was a groin, didn't practice at all this week so far. Frere moved with his foot. He says he should be good to go for Sunday, but two practices of not, not participating now, that's got to be a little bit more concerning. And Larry Ogunjobi with the toe, didn't practice for two days. We'll see if he's on the same path. I assume he is. And then the one week I thought he'd be, oh, didn't practice twice and then comes back full with no status. He didn't practice and was out. So you just you just really never know what's going on there. But that's everything. We know Kenny Pickett's going to be what we talk about the most. I just want to remind people that just because he's limited Wednesday and limited Thursday, we don't know the level of limited. Um, he could have been more limited Wednesday and did almost everything Thursday. He could have been doing a lot Wednesday and couldn't do as much Thursday. We simply don't know because of the wide range of limited. Yeah, if you if you do the prediction, what will happen is if he's full on Friday, he'll probably have the designation as questionable because they have to still see how he responds to being a full participant in practice. Yeah. If he's limited again on Friday, I don't think there is any chance that he clears the protocol and can play on Sunday. Uh, but still, we'll see what Friday holds for him. But outside of the quarterbacks, Brian, is there any injury of note or anything that makes you think, oh, boy, this isn't, this isn't good. We need to make sure this guy plays. I'm always one that makes sure that Pat Fryermuth plays. Yeah, that's I, I the big think one. He could be a game changer every single time. And I talked about George Pickens getting the ball a lot. You want to see this guy, you know, get in that range of the best five tight ends in the game because I think it's possible that he can. And I think the more you target him, the stronger he gets. Feed him more, the more he grows. Dave, what about you? Anyone else other than Pat? It Pat's the big one. Um, then I would say Deontay Johnson, not because it's that, oh, Deontay Johnson is great. Why is he talking when he's not practicing? Sorry, um, since we already went into that. Uh, but the biggest thing with him is just that the Steelers aren't overly deep at the wide receiver position. You say, oh, well, Deontay Johnson, well, who's, who's going to play in his place and do that and do that stuff? Maybe Pick, Pickens gets more targets, but you still got to have somebody else that's a threat yeah. on the field. That's the biggest thing. So if you're talking about no Deontay Johnson and no Pat Freremuth, you know, <laughs> for, forget about them double teaming George Pickens, send three guys on him. Yeah. Um, it, it, it basically is what it would come down to. So the, I think those two, especially in combination, are the big ones. I don't want to spend a lot. Do you want to talk about the Panthers? I don't know anyone other, anyone except for, I think, DJ Moore. <laughs> 
He's and I think he was full. Yeah, yeah. He's so who was it? It's funny. Yeah. It was safety Xavier Woods with an ankle injury, but what did the Steelers have enlisted as? A knee injury, and his participation is knee. I mean, no joke. Today, the Steelers listed a player on their website, DFP. Such a cluster F. So it's supposed to be either DNP, not participating, or FP. So they have him DFP. So what was wrong? Was it the D or was it the F? Come on. Mm, that's true. <laughs> I didn't think about the FP. Oh, yeah. wow. Hmm. Yeah, like Jeff. I said, cluster F. Brian, what's up? Jeff. I got to tell you, I about what four or five weeks ago, we had this conversation on our Slack channel. Bets jumped in and helped me out. We told you all about the glory of Jeremy Chin. This guy oh, is good. That's right. Don't forget is, Jeremy Chin. But is he's he, not on the injury report. No. He's no, but I'm just like, he's a, he's a, he didn't know. He didn't know any Panthers. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Sam Darnold, is he the quarterback now? Yep. Yeah, because they, they had he had PJ something, PJ Walker, PJ Mask. I don't know, PJ <laughs> Masks. You can tell you have kids. <laughs> and then All they've right, got Louie at quarterback. There you go. All right, real quick before we go take a break, I want to ask you. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but if if Kenny can't play, who do you want a quarterback, Brian? Not who do you think? Who do you want? Mason. All right, I'm, Dave. I'm ready oh, to see. Okay. No, I'm just ready to see. Okay, Dave. I I, I want to say something else about Kenny before I answer the question, if that's okay, because sure. it's about the concussion protocol. Um, as someone who like has read and reread and overread everything about the the new things, there are five phases to the protocol. You know, um, right now Kenny Pickett is either in phase three or phase four based on him being limited at practice because, you know, one is symptom limit activity. Two is aerobic exercise. Three is football specific exercise. I would say he was doing that over the last two days. Four is club based non-contact training drills. Was he doing that over the last two days? Yes. I would say possibly, probably. So if that's the case, if he's up to four, then the only thing that he has left is five, which is full football activity slash clearance. So for those of you that are wondering where he is, he's a, he's at least a three. Based on you know seeing some videos from practice, I would even say he's probably a four, but not definitely, and looking to be five. So if so, in order to get to five, that would it would be really helpful to be that full participant tomorrow. But we'll see. We'll see. If it's not Kenny, and I'm okay if it's not Kenny. I'm not one of those that say, well, if he can't go, they should, you know, they should just hold him out anyway. If if they feel that he's got the practice in and everything, because I want to see what this team is going for 2023, Kenny Pickett's going to be the day one starter of 2023. So as much as you can see from him, the better. But if that's not what's best for Kenny to get there, then don't do it. I, I'm I'm fine with that. I it, whether what I want is for the Steelers to win the game for whoever's taking the snap. But if I had to put money on which of the other two, I actually think it's going to be Mason Rudolph um, because I think they've just kind of set it up to be that way. I don't know that it makes the most sense if you're, if you're trying to evaluate for next year, because Mason's not under contract. It just kind of seems like it could be that. I would love to know the numbers of, like if Mitch Trubisky like to get out of his contract after this year, boy, what a damning thing that would be for Mitch Trubisky to not just get demoted from starter to Kenny Pickett, a rookie, 
But then when given the opportunity later in the season, he loses that starter job again to Mason Rudolph, who hasn't taken starter reps since the preseason. But he threw three interceptions. I, I'm not. I, uh, yeah, it wouldn't even I be questioned if he didn't throw three interceptions. I understand that, but just think <laughs> about what think about this. What Mike Tomlin would be saying by making that move? He'd be basically be saying that, yeah, we know we have you for two years, but we're, we're going to go with a guy that's not even going to be here next year. Mason Rudolph's not coming back next year. Are you nuts? It's a performance-based business, and that tells you that Mitch isn't performing. Get your, you know, get it in gear. But we have no idea what Mason Ruff can do. We haven't seen that's him true too. <laughs> but you know what he hasn't done? He hasn't thrown three interceptions. No, I know. I'm not sympathizing. Year. I'm he not hasn't. sympathizing with Mitch. I'm just saying, like, yeah. if for all the people that are like, oh yeah, let's just just go to Mason. Like, I, okay, that's fine if that's what they want to do. But at the same time, it. It's a pretty damning statement about the quarterback. And if and if Mason Rudolph comes in, and this is the reason you think that they don't, because if he comes in, you said this. I think was it Jeff that said this? I, someone said this somewhere. If Mason Rudolph comes in and plays well, guess what people are going to say? Why didn't you ha- give him a realistic shot from the very beginning? Is the guy that's been around. So you know, if, if he comes in and does well, that's almost a. a a real ding on the way that they played this whole thing out all year, especially from the beginning. Cause I, I honestly thought Mason Rudolph would, would come into camp being the one only because he had been with the team the longest. I was really surprised that he wasn't. Well, I think, and then, mis- and, then lose, and then get past. <laughs> I think it's been mismanaged from the start. I've made yeah. that very clear. Brian, what about you? I, you know, this Pittsburgh Steelers do not care. <laughs> And I, I wasn't making a joke there. I need my sound bite. I did a Tomlin. We do, we not, do care. not care. They do not care what any of us think. They don't. It doesn't matter because Mason comes in and has a great game. Then all the people in the live chat that are talking about how much Mason should have been there for the beginning. And, and Mason, all of a sudden Mason's great. He wasn't last year when, when they lost when they tied to Detroit, you know, but all these people want to see the most popular guy in the world. And it's the guy that has not taken the snap yet. They always want to see that one guy. And it just seems to happen. No matter what we say they should do, they're going to do what they think they will do best for business. And that's it. That's the bottom line. If Mason Rudolph comes in and sucks, all of you guys are going away. No one's going to come in and say, well, you know, I mean, I guess I was wrong. It had gone 10 and three if he was the starter from week one. Yeah, you'll hear me say it. I'm like, I want to see him play this week because I think he's a, if Kenny can't go, he's a better alternative. And that's the bottom line. I mean, he might be the better alternative because we haven't seen him suck yet. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 one line. I'll ask Jeff this question. I know we need to go to break, but I'll. Ask, I know you said we weren't going to talk about it long, but this is too much fun. Is this? I mean, does Mitch Trubisky have a realistic shot of being the Steelers' starter next year? No. Why? What's well, Kenny Pickett? But even if Kenny just was doing worse, I mean, some people think Kenny's not doing the job. Even if Kenny was was doing the job worse statistically and everything else why was why would it not be mitch because mitch didn't get the job done because he didn't you know you brought in the guy you wanted to see the guy that looked like he had resurrected his career and got out of chicago and not the same guy from chicago if if 
if you took a chance on Mitch and it wasn't a huge contract on him when it comes in terms of quarterbacks, he had the, the probably the most possible upside of any free agent quarterback. It, that's debatable. Some people said he did. Some people said he didn't. But if you take the shot and it didn't work, it's okay to say it didn't work, but you don't need to stick with it just because he was the guy that started off the season. You, you got it. And, and the other guy's not going to be here next year. Do what you got to do. And if if you've if you've already found out that, yeah, that Mitch did good things, but he also can't we can't say he didn't kill us either. We need to we need to try to do something else. That's acceptable. I say I didn't want to spend a lot of time on this based on the fact that <laughs> I even said this on Twitter today, because all these fans were just going back and forth, Mitch, mm-hmm. Mason, Mitch, Mason. And I was like, watch, Pickett's gonna clear the concussion protocol and he's gonna start. And it's not gonna <laughs> and matter. No one's gonna care. <laughs> Do you Mason think they change who the backup is? That's the thing. That's the question then is who would be the back. Okay. Anyways, we're not going down that rabbit hole. We're going to take a quick break for those on audio. You'll hear a word from our sponsors for those on Facebook or YouTube. We'll be right back. All right, Steeler fans, we are back. We just finished up the injury report, getting you geared up for this week 15 game Steelers at Panthers. Time for a little over under. Brian, do you have the updated ranking? It's pretty close, I believe, after last week. Yeah, Brian and I would be tied if I had to let that one count, but I didn't think I thought having seven in one week would mess up Brian's numbers. So, no, but that's also bad juju. The over under you actually said that I know I I didn't wish it into existence. And man, that that was way over. 50 to 49 to 48. Jeff had a good week. I did have a good week. Okay. That darn close. All right. And someone last week in the live chat said, Jeff, you're picking the lines. How are you not good at this? Well, I'm setting the lines, but I still have to get the, the, I still have to get them right. I'm not giving myself the answer. It's not like I'm providing a math question for him. It's setting the line to make it obvious what you want to do. You're setting the line close to what you want to do. I'm setting it as realistically as I think it could be. That's what and, I mean. and if you were wrong, we would do better. It's true. All right, let's get this show on the road. We're going to do three players and three team over-unders this week. First player, Najee Jerome Harris. <laughs> rushing yards. Rushing yards, 60 and a half. 60 and a half. Over-under, Brian. 60 and a half. I'm going to go with the over. All right. Dave, he's checking his notebook. Yes, I am. Seeing how many rushing yards the Panthers surrender every week. Okay, that's the worst part of their defense. They surrender 128.8. I'm going over. I, too, am going to go over. I I don't think he's going to have 100, but I think he's going to be more than 60 and a half if he Mm -hmm. stays healthy. Knocked on wood. Yes, I did. Let's go to the next one. Pat Fryermuth receiving yards. Pat Fryermuth receiving yards, 50 and a half. 50 and a half yards. Brian, what do you think? Over under. I hate to say this, but under. All right. Dave? Well, the biggest question there is, is he going to practice on Friday and play on Sunday? That's the he problem. Said, he said he was. Yeah. Because you know what? I ain't, I, I ain't going to catch up if I don't disagree, so I'll go over. Um. I'm going to go 50 and a half. I'm going to take the over as well. I'm going to take the over as well. I, I think he plays and I think he does a good job. Let's go with uh, George Pickens receiving yards next. 55 and a half is the line. 55 and a half coming off a good game. Three catches over 70 yards. Brian, what do you think? 
think he goes over this week. All right. Dave? I can't believe you didn't do George Pickens' targets. <laughs> Thought about it, but I went a different way. Because this one I'm going over. I'm going to go over, but not by much. I don't think he has a huge breakout game. I love it if he would, if he did, but I'm going to go with like around 60, 65 yards. I'm going to go over. All right, let's go with Pittsburgh Steelers total points. So not to go into your predictions, but I have the line at 19 and a half. Brian, what do you think? I always go over. Okay, Dave. Okay, you said so you said Steelers total points, right? Correct. Nineteen and a half. I'm trying yes. to remember what what score I picked. Um, nineteen and a half. What did I choose? I have to say under based on the based on my my score prediction. Okay. So I'm going over. I'm going over. Pittsburgh Steelers turnovers. I'm going to lose that one. I'm going to lose that one. I know I am. (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers turnovers, turning the ball over one and a half. Brian. Without Kenny Pickett in there, I'm going to go over. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure that it's not going to be Kenny Pickett. And I'm hope, I mean, if it's not Mitch Trubisky, man, no, I'm not going to get that far. I think it's going to be under. I I don't think they'll play a clean game, but I, I hopefully they can only keep it to one. I'm I'm thinking with Dave. I'm going under. And let's go lastly, Steelers defensive sacks. So to be able to sack Sam Darnold at the line at two and a half. What do you think, Brian? Hmm. I'm just going to – I'm going to hope with the over. All right, Dave? I'm going to go with how they've been performing, and I'm going to go under. I, too, am going to go under with two. Uh, and I, I heard on the stat geek, Dave said that they've actually surrendered less sacks than the Steelers have this year. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the under with two. All right. Let's, Brian, did you get all that? Do you need me to repeat anything? We are good. Perfect. Let's do some score predictions, Brian. What do you, what do you have? The Well, actually, I'm sorry. Let's check the line first. Dave, what is the three. current spread? It's three, unless it changed in the last 35 minutes. So okay. I'll double check. What's the over-under? Uh, 37.5. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay, Brian, what do you think? Wow. Um, Let's go ahead and 37.5, right? So I'm, I'm trying to do math in my head. Sorry. Um, I did not officially pick a score yet so i am gonna go ahead with the steelers 24 and the panthers 19 oh okay all right dave what do you think this i have a score that's gonna go barely over um and that is i'm just tired of i've of picking the steelers over and over and over again they haven't this is a team that's on their level. They're the same. They're the same record. But the Panthers actually have something to play for. The Panthers actually have a winning record at home. Um, but the Steelers, they actually have a better record on the road. I, I could completely see the Steelers coming out and actually winning this game decisively. But because I don't really care about being wrong, and I'd rather, I'd rather pick them to lose and be wrong, I'm going to go with the Panthers, twenty to eighteen. Oh. I, I like the Steelers in this game. I, I, I know I pick them every week, but I go back to the Trubisky the way, even if he was a quarterback or Mason, like they were moving the ball. Well, I thought the offense looks good until 
Mitch mitched us, but still, uh, we got Mitch slapped that week. Yep. Let's go with Steelers 23, Carolina 17. 23 17. I don't think I don't think Mitch has to play or Mason. I think Kenny plays. Yeah. So I'm gonna go 23 17 Steelers. They cover, and that's the over. I would not be shocked if this score is 33 to 9 Steelers. That would not surprise me that the Steelers really? come that out. That would shock the hell out no, of me. It, that, it, that actually wouldn't surprise me. I just don't. I'm not going with that being the most likely scenario, but I see it as a possible scenario because the Steelers have, I mean, my goodness, the last time they played the Panthers, they put up, what, 52? Now, granted, that was Ben Roethlisberger, but it just seems like it's one of those teams. And it's and and it, wouldn't it just be the Steelers to come out and really play well over the final four games and start crushing teams? To say just for fans to have to say, wow, it was one week too late, <laughs> you know. But I, I could see that happening as well. But I, I, the bottom is, I have no freaking clue what to expect on Sunday. I really don't. Really tough team to predict. Really tough team to predict. All right, Brian, do you have trivia? Yeah, I actually <laughs> do. And this is a very interesting one. You know, we had on Know Your Enemy yesterday. Dwight Stone. Woohoo! And I hope everybody enjoyed that. And of course, he played for both the Steelers and he played for both the Panthers and he played for the Jets. He was a wide receiver for the Steelers. There was another wide receiver who played for the Steelers, the Panthers, and the Jets. Who was that? You got it, Jeff. Say the Steelers, Panthers, and the Jets. Jericho Cotry. Jericho Cotry, right? Jericho Cotry. Yeah. Nice job, both of you. Yeah. Did he now? Did he play with the Jets after the Steelers? Because he started with the Panthers. Did it go Panthers, Steelers, Jets? Was that his order? Or do you? You might not know. I was just wondering. I I don't remember. In fact, he may have. Actually, it it might be. I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But that's the way it was with Stone. Yeah. I can find that out real quick. But Stone went Steelers, Panthers, Jets. But yeah. So it's not that it was important. I was just curious if you know off the top of your head. Might have been Steelers. uh, Jets, Steelers, Panthers. Did he start with the Jets? I can't remember. Jericho Godfrey did start with the Jets. Okay. So it went Jets, Panthers, Steelers. No. He went to the Panthers after he had a breakout year with Pittsburgh. Oh, that's right. Jets, Steelers, Panthers. Man, I'm all confused. I didn't have A, B, or C. Uh, I feel like I was with the prices right, and they had to say none of them were correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, is that it, Brian? Are you have another one? No, that's it. Okay. Go, Dave. Your trivia time. Okay. I mentioned before that the Steelers, they have had a good bit of success in playing the Carolina Panthers. Um, they, the, like it's the last time they played them was Thursday. And I was there for this game. No, I wasn't there for this game, but I know, I, um, but I rem- I was thinking of another one. Uh, they won 52 to 21. The last time they played, that was at Heinz Field, and I can say Heinz Field. But the Steelers have only played the Panthers seven times since they came into the league. The Steelers are six and one, with the one loss being against 
um, the Panthers in the, the first time they played each other in Carolina, the Steelers lost by two points. Every other game, you know, the, the Steelers have some pretty decisive wins in there. So you just got to wonder if that's just one of those, the, the, just a franchise that it just happens to work out well for them. But the Steelers have the opportunity by beating Carolina on Sunday, they could move their win percentage against the Panthers from 85.7% to 87.5%. If the Steelers do that, that would then be the team that they have the highest winning percentage against. Right now, the Panthers are currently second on the list. Who is the team that the Steelers, this is playoffs, everything included. Who is the team? It's got to be a current NFL team, not someone from the 30s that isn't a team anymore, that the Steelers have the highest winning percentage against. Who would be the team that they would that, that it would pass with the Panthers if the Steelers win this week? I'm going to go with the team they just played, Atlanta. That's who I'm going with. And that would be correct because the current win percentage against Atlanta is 86.1. As long as you were counting the tie properly as a half of a win and a half of a loss in there. There are two other teams that the Steelers have an 80% win percent over winning percentage against all time. Who are the other two? I would think the Colts. That is correct. The Colts, 83, or sorry, 81.3%. They are 26 and 6 all time against the Colts. Oh, it was 15, 2 and 1 all time against Atlanta. Just, just, what, what did I say? 15, 2 and 1. Yeah. Okay. Who would be wow. the other team? Is it, what about Tampa Bay? That's my guess. It would be Tampa Bay. They are wow. 10 and 2. So, what do you know? The Steelers have a win percentage currently of 80% or more against four NFL teams, and three of them are from the abysmal NFC South. Yep. Jeez. That's good stuff. And and the only reason I know those is because when I do my Steelers preview article, I look up the all-time record against the Mm -hmm. opponent. And those are they played this year. That's the only reason I know Well, I mean, you still got to remember it. You know, yeah. it's numbers. I don't expect Jeff. I mean, yeah. if I whispered a number to Jeff at the beginning of the show, I don't expect him to remember by the end. Nope. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. So, uh, okay. So let's let's play the Jeff Hartman game, which is what we always do, and that's famous Steelers that turned to Panthers. Well, you talked about Jericho Cotre. Is there anyone else that we can think of? Well, yeah. Other than Dwight Stone. Other than Dwight Stone, yeah. Well, two Great guys. Rules. Two guys that Stone played with then in Carolina, Greg Lloyd and Kevin, Kevin Green. Green. Also, didn't Barry Foster go to Carolina? Barry Foster. I'm pretty sure Barry he Foster never played went a game there. He never ended up playing a game there, but he went. So that counts. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Tim McKayer ended up there after the Steelers. In that draft, there were... Brenson Buckner. Oh, that's that's true. That's one. I'm trying to think if there's any others. George mm-hmm. Teston said Chad Brown. Did he go to Carolina? He went to Seattle. He, he was in Seattle, unless he in unless he went to Carolina at the end. No. I don't think he did. We can hey, the, the, the sure. Thursday night game where the Steelers just blew the doors off of Carolina. Yeah, that uh, was, four years ago. was that the dilly dilly game or was that against no, Tennessee? the Tennessee was the dilly okay. dilly game because Got my it. brother and I were at that one. I get those two games confused because I it was see. Thursday night at Heinz Field and the Steelers crushed the team. Yeah, the, the Carolina game sort of blue. 
But the Carolina game was the game where Ben was scrambling on a play, slid feet first, and the safety read, I can't remember his first name. He hit him pretty Derek. late. Maybe. Yeah. And he hit him late. And I thought that David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey were going to absolutely, I, I thought they were going <laughs> to murder a man on the football field. And they got in his face and, and Ben was fine, but it drew a flag and, and all that. So that, that's what I remember about that game. Oh, I got one. And I hate to bring the, one of my least favorite Steelers of all time. He was <gasps> Panthers than Steelers. Yeah. It was Mike, Mike Mitchell. Mitchell. That was the other way around. Yeah. But What's, he was actually, but he was a Raider, then Carolina, then Pittsburgh, right? Yep. And he turned a, oh gosh, I think it's a four interception season, maybe five. Was a, right before he hit free agency in a contract year, and that's when the Steelers signed him. He had a really big year in Carolina. I think it was a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, was there an offensive lineman that went from the Steelers to the to the Panthers that I'm trying to remember? An offensive lineman. Um, and it might even been like a reserve guy that went, and I'm and I'm thinking more like a, like a BJ Finney type. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking not more recently. I'm thinking this was further back that this was in the in the 2000s, not the 20 teens. That I don't know. There's I, a I few more because uh, Mr. Capers was the he was the uh the first coach so in that mm-hmm. expansion draft of 1995 i think they took three or four steelers i think you would only take three and then he took other guys he brought other guys with him and some of them were free agent pickups i think as yeah. well i mean because i know in bill cowher's book he talked about how he regretted his relationship with barry foster uh they did not get along barry foster was a guy that showed up late and acted like he did. He didn't really care too much. And Cower was the polar opposite. And that was an interesting facet of the book. If you've never read it, but so, all right. Uh, and let's do some final thoughts here, Brian, go ahead. Well, my final thoughts for this week is everybody is down over that Ravens loss. And, you know, it is still a really terrible stinging loss for the fact that, you know, that they had the ability to beat that team, especially when they were wounded and they couldn't this week, they're going to face a Carolina Panther team that has had opportunities to win some games, just like the Steelers do. They're playing a team that is very similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers in makeup, except for they're a lot more similar to the Baltimore Ravens. And the fact that they run the ball very well, Donta Foreman, and Chuba Hubbard get to know these guys' names because they can ground and pound. So if the Steelers learn any lessons from last week, they need to learn quick because these guys on the ground can chew them up quite a bit. So that's something that I'd like you to all think about, that even though they're not big names, they could pound it too. All right, good stuff. Dave, final thoughts? Yeah, the Carolina Panthers are another one of those teams that they just don't know exactly who they are, which I think is the same thing with the Steelers. Yeah, they they're they're they had their bye week in the middle of it because their bye week was 13, but they've won two straight games for the first time this year, just like the Steelers did before they played the Ravens. Um, but they, you know, they beat the Broncos, who are a three-win team. They beat the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, and you think that that's impressive until you look at the other games that Seattle lost 
in Seattle, which are kind of head scratching. So, but so the Carolina Panthers, I could see their fans being very similar to Pittsburgh Steelers fans in in is this team, you know, when they do win, what what kind of quality win is it? Th- things of that nature. I can't figure out either one of these teams, and that's why it's so difficult to then try to predict what's happening. The the Panthers are a team that are still trying to find themselves. They are right now a team on the rise. But you know what? Last week the Steelers were a team on the rise after winning two games, and it still didn't matter because even though they, they in my opinion – did had more opportunities to win that game than what the Ravens actually did. They just kept shooting themselves in the foot too much to win it. Are you going to see that from either one of these two teams this week? I think that's going to be ultimately the biggest thing that's going to determine this game is, is where who's going to take care of the football, but yet still do what you need to do in order to move the football just like what the Steelers struggled with last week. Also, I'm not, I'm not going to reiterate everything, but if you're really curious about it, it's kind of weird how these two teams compare when it looks looks at uh, um, scores at the end of the first quarter, scores at the end of the third quarter, those kind of trends for these teams. Pretty interesting stuff that I talked about on StatGeek this morning. I'm not going to repeat it now. But uh, these these two teams really have some, uh, are interesting teams for their paths to be crossing at this point of the season. Um which one's going to have the advantage? Which one's going to have the higher draft pick? Some people might want the draft pick. To me, the Steelers have everything to play for to win these last four games simply because they need that to keep that culture going forward. So bust out those terrible towels. If you live on the East Coast, there's a good chance you're going to get this game because they moved the, the Ravens and Browns to Saturday, which opened things up for more Steelers coverage. Um, be, be ready. Enjoy it. You only got four left. Amen. Very good. We all, the three of us will be back on the post game show after the game on Sunday. So make sure you check us out in the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey, see you next week on another Steelers preview. Everybody else gets a little tight.